From the T Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Makers Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America. doing out there today it is sunday close sunday december 3rd 2023 and it is me it is i it is the guy that'll bring you shit to talk about today i got a good one for you i think i believe so but you know i'm biased i think all of them are good thus the reason why you need to share this show wow let's rock on let's go okay (laughs) All right, guys, on today's show, we have five guests. No, we don't. We just have me. Uh, The title of this show, I've been thinking about this. So the title of this show is going to be called The Golf of Tonkin 2023. Now, you may wonder, what the hell are you talking about, dude? Golf of Tonkin was 1964. Right, right, right. Isn't it funny how history always has a way of repeating itself? And if you want to know what I'm talking about, just hang tight. I'll tell you all about it here in just a minute. Let's get into some business real quick, guys. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, guys, please make sure you share this with your friends, your enemies, your cohorts, whoever needs to hear the truth. I'm thinking about changing the show to the Red Pill Diaries. <laughs> no, I like Don't Tread on Marika. I like that. But um, Really, in all honesty, this is stuff that people need to hear. What I'm going to talk about today, I'm going to cover a broad uh, group of subjects, and I think it's very important uh, that people hear this. So please, share this. Uh, We're heard on every podcast app that's out there, except for Pandora for whatever reason. We don't care. Fuck Pandora. You can find us. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Podbeam, iHeart, Samsung Free, everything. I mean, I, I, I see stuff that people listen to us on that I didn't even know existed. So, anyway, we're out there. Uh, and um, 
I'm gonna get some more music playing because it's so quiet. Play a little Christmas music, get us in the Christmas mood. So anyway, um, so make sure you're sharing this. They have no excuses not to listen to this, and just tell them I'm, I'm no one special. I'm just a dude, just one of them. I'm just a regular old person. You know, I drink some whiskey. I'm not drinking whiskey right now. It's too early in the day, and I got to go meet the wife for dinner later. And uh, you know, I'm just I'm just just a regular guy. Nothing special about me. But I I believe the information I bring you guys is pretty top notch. Anyway, uh, and guys, if you want to follow us on uh, social media, we're on Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, True Social and the Ticker Talker. Now the Ticker Talker is mainly just drink reviews. I'm thinking about doing another one tonight. I had a drink last night I made what was fucking awesome. Okay, fucking awesome. So uh, if I if I get the momentum to do it tonight, I'll, I'll do it tonight. If not, then I'll do it later. Anyway, check it out. Don't tread on America. And if you're on the Twitter X machine, we are dtom underscore seventeen seventy five. If you're not. On social media, that's fine. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. That's our website. From all of those situations, guys, you can message me, email me directly. I will answer as quickly as I possibly can. Those come straight to me. I sit there on my phone and read them. And uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, please give us a review. Um, and if you're on a, either of those and Podbeam, you can leave a message or a uh, comment, rather, of the show. I read those when I get them. I read them. So, uh, you know, and it's just regular people commenting towards regular people. And, I, you know, just I think it's cool. I think it's cool that I'm touching people that I don't know. I mean, I would say 99% of who listens to the show, I don't know you from Adam. We could bump into each other and I wouldn't even know you. Um, not to say I wouldn't like to meet you. But I'm just saying, that's what I like. I like that I get about a couple thousand people a month listening to this show, and uh, and I, I'm I'm reaching I'm reaching you, and that's and that's what I'm that's what I'm here for. So, on with the show. Oh, also, guys, please, Detom Store. Come on, you got a couple of weeks Christmas coming up. Detom Store, check it out. All right, let's get into the business here. All right, Golf of Tonkin 2023. Don, what the fuck are you talking about? It's, that was almost 60 years ago. Come on, man. All right, so I got some breaking news for you. <laughs> this breaking today. And this is the beauty of doing the show on Sunday because you won't hear about this. Assuming, which, I, you know, I know I'm not your number one choice in podcasting and I can live with that. That's fine. I would prefer that I was, but whatever. The beauty is, um, you listen. So whether I'm your first, your second, your third, whatever. The beauty of doing this on a Sunday, if you work tomorrow or you go into work tonight, you might be like, I got to listen to a podcast. Oh, oh shit, D-Tom uploaded a new show. I can listen to him. And then he's going to bring me some breaking news. And then tomorrow when I listen to whoever else I listen to, they're going to talk about the same shit. And you're going to be like, fuck, Don already talked about this. I don't even need to listen to this shit. Don's on top of things. You're welcome. Breaking news. Ships face. U.S. ships, I should say. Face Houthi-claimed attack in Red Seas. As officials say, U.S. warship also fires in self-defense. 
So this is off of the coast of Dubai, United Arab Emirates. Commercial ships came under attack Sunday by drones and missiles in the Red Sea, and the U.S. warships were there open fire and self-defense as part of an hours-long assault claimed by Yemen's Houthi rebels, officials said. The attack potentially marked a major escalation in a series of maritime attacks in the Middle in the Mideast. Should be Middle East. Mideast, that'd be in Nebraska, right? In the Middle East, linked to Israeli-Hamas war as multiple vessels found themselves in the crosshairs of the single Houthi assault for the first time in the conflict. Uh, we are aware of reports re- regarding the attacks on the USS Kearney and commercial vessels in the Red Sea and will provide information as it becomes available, the Defense Department told the Associated Press. The Kearney is an, is an Arlai Burke-class guided missile destroyer that has already shot down multiple rockets and uh, the Holthies have fired towards Israel so far in the war. It wasn't damaged in the attack and no injuries were reported on board said U.S. officials, who spoke on condition of anonymity, anonymity <laughs> to discuss uh, early details of a mil- military operation. The Kearney responded after hearing from a Bahamas-flagged bolt carrier Unity Explorer uh, that it was under attack by missile fire. The officials said the Kearney shot down two drones during the attack, one in self-defense and the other after checking on the Unity Explorer. Assessments were still being made on the Unity Explorer. The British military earlier said there had been a suspected drone attack and explosions in the Red Sea without elaborating. The Defense Department did not identify where it believed the fire came from. However, a Houthi military uh, spokesman, Brigadier General Yahi Sari, claimed the attack saying the first vessel was hit by a missile and the second by a drone while in the Bob El Mandeb Strait. Uh, that links to the Red the Red Sea to the Gulf of Aden. Sarah did not mention any warships being involved in the attack. Uh, the Yemen armed forces continue to prevent Israel's ships from navigating the Red Sea until the Israel aggression against our steadfast brothers in the Gaza Strip stops, Sarah says. Uh, the Yemeni for armed forces renewed their warning to all Israeli ships and those associated. Blah, 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 and blah. Now, the key here is, magically enough, we're going to have some dipshit rebels or Yemen armed forces or whatever whatever they are. Whoever, whatever, whatever. Um, the fact that you have rebel forces uh, attacking private ships, private cargo ships, ships is not a sh- surprise in this area. This isn't news. This isn't breaking news. I mean, in all honesty, it is breaking news because of where I'm going with the story. But the fact that this happens isn't like breaking news. Okay. Um, because that shit happens all the time. It's happened for years. Now, did they really say that about Israel? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Um, we're talking about the the U.S. warship involved in this whole situation. And thus, the reason why we're calling this show the Gulf of Tonkin 2023. Now, many of you may know what 
I'm what the Gulf of Tonkin is, what what that is. Now, obviously, it is a body of water. So, other than what it actually is, I'm talking about the incident that occurred. So, um, Gulf of Tonkin is a Gulf Northwest portion, South China Sea, located at the coast of Tonkin, which is northern Vietnam and South China. It is total surface area of blah blah blah. It is defined. Okay, that's just the geography. Okay, so. There it was an incident. It's called the Gulf of Tonkin incident on November on November on August fourth, nineteen sixty four. United States President Lyndon B. Johnson claimed the North Vietnamese forces had uh, twice attacked American destroyers in the Gulf of Tonkin. Today, known as the Gulf of Tonkin incident, this event spawned uh, the Gulf of Tonkin resolution of uh, August seventh, nineteen sixty four ultimately leading to open war between North and South Vietnam. It further foreshadowed the major escalation in the Vietnam War, South Vietnam, which began began uh, with the landing of troops in Da Nang. Da Nang, Da Nang. So, now, why am I, why am I talking about this? Well, I know this is going to come as a shock to you when I tell you this, but... Believe it or not, the president lied. I, I know, right? <laughs> shocked. That's your shock face, right? Holy shit, he lied. Now, uh, actually, Chris and I did a show about false flags a while ago. I don't, I, I don't remember. Probably a year or so ago. You can look it up if you want. Knock yourself out. Whatever. Um, But it is a well-known fact. It's not even a, a conspiracy theory. This is fact that the Gulf of Tonkin incident was a false flag. And the whole point of it was to get us in. There was already a conflict in Vietnam. There wasn't like that incident started the war. That incident brought us into the war. Now, we've talked on this show plenty of times about different false flags in history. Most recently, I did a show, and I did 9-11, and I talked about how that, and then even with this Israel thing, how they kept calling it the um, their 9-11 or their Pearl Harbor, which, to me, raises red flags, ironically enough. And the reason I say that is because if you, if you want to believe the truth about 9-11 and Pearl Harbor, once again, I did shows on those. You can go back and look for them. And why those events were important to happen, not not important that it was a good thing that they happened. I'm not saying that. It was important because ultimately, we, our government, has to convince the people, us, to want to go to war. Now, that's never stopped them from just going to war. But it helps if you have the support of your people. So if you have major events that take place, Pearl Harbor. Oh my God, look what happened. We need to go to war. Yeah, let's do it. 9-11. It's, sh- it's shocking events. Now, mind you, the Gulf of Tonkin wasn't, not, wasn't necessarily a shocking event. It was just a way to mainstream the media... What the fuck's going on with my computer? For you to see this. God damn it. All right. 
I don't know. I'm having computer issues, so I got to hurry up and get through this, guys, as quickly as possible. But anyway, the idea is to get you involved. They want you to get fired up and get behind this shit. And I'm going to sound a little pissed off right now because my fucking goddamn computer. So just stick with me, guys. Anyway, um, to get us want to fucking go beat somebody up, essentially. But did you know that the Gulf of Tonkin incident that led the U.S. to wage war, all-out war on Vietnam, was a false flag? Um, once classified documents and tapes released in the past several years, combined with previously uncovered facts, make clear that high government officials, including President Johnson, distorted facts, lied, and deceived the American public about the events that led to full U.S. involvement in the war. The official stories at North Vietnam, North Viet, goddamn knees, Don, fucking speak English, God damn it. <sighs> Sorry. Torpedo boats launched an unprovoked attack against the U.S. destroyer Maddox, which was on a routine patrol in the Do- uh, Gulf of Tonkin on August 2nd, and the North Vietnamese PT boats followed up on a deliberate attack two days later on August 4th, firing 22 torpedoes at the Maddox and another destroyer of the Turner Jar. Okay, I don't need to go through the whole facts of the story of what happened. Point of the matter is, is they fucking lied. Okay? They lied to get the American public behind the fact that we needed to go into Vietnam and fucking help the South Vietnamese fight the North Vietnamese. That's all. That's all there is to it. Now, replace North Vietnam with um, fucking Palestine, with Gaza, with Iran, okay? And that, and I think that's more important, Iran. So now, in this situation, you want to say North Vietnam is Iran and Israel is South Vietnam, Okay, and we're just here. We're just here helping out. We're trying to make sure these cargo ships can get here, there, and there without being attacked by these pirates. Because they're being told we're going to stop these ships because, you know, we don't want them invading uh, or stopping. We got to stop these cargo ships from getting into Israel and supplying them and blah, 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 blah. Right? That's, That's the whole point. So... We have to be made believe that this incident happened. Now, it's curiously convenient how we can get these stories and there's no file footage. You know, all of a sudden it's just, oh, well, look at what happened. In the past, we've had situations with coal, uh, the bombing in, the, in Beirut, those types of things, and you see footage. This is what happened. Here's what happened. Well, Don, they're in the middle of the uh, Red Sea. How do they have footage? <laughs> Shockingly enough, the uh, warships, the United States warships, have uh, television production capabilities. Okay, let's just say that. So, there's no reason why they can't record. Oh my God, this is what's happening. Now... Will it come to be that maybe down the road we'll see footage of this happening? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, hell, if you guys recall, anytime, like during uh, back in the day, you see tomahawks getting launched off of these different destroyers and whatnot, we were able to see footage of that, right? So I guess the key here is to stay tuned. So it got me to think. I started thinking. And when... When was oil discovered in the Middle East? Okay, you know, basic question. Now, I know in America it was discovered in the 1800s and Rockefeller and so on and so forth. I'm not going to go through the history of oil in America. But when was it discovered in, in the Middle East? And I think that's important. That's an important question to ask because I, I had no idea. 
So, and of course, I, in a haste of uh, fucking having computer issues, erased it. So here it is. Anyway, I had to find it real quick. <laughs> so the discovery of oil in the Middle East. Okay, the history of discovery and production in the Middle East amplifies the resource curse. Countries with an abundance of natural resources, specifically non-renewable resources like oil, tend to have less economic growth, less democracy, and worse development. Um, so, key points. In March of 1908, so what's that? 115 years ago, right? Um, after years of difficult conditions and failures, geologist George Bernard Reynolds discovered oil in Persia, which is now... <laughs> dun, dun, dun! Iran. Okay? <laughs> a year later, oil company in the UK, Burma Oil, created a subsidiary company to develop uh, oil production in Persia, the Anglo-Persian Oil Company, which started volume producing in 1913. Britain's Royal Navy was under leadership of Winston Churchill, who wanted to shift its fuel source from coal to oil. The Navy thus became the company's major customer and de facto hidden power behind its success. Iranian popular opposition to APOX royalty terms, uh, whereby Iran only received 16% of the net profits, was widespread and credited political discontent throughout the country. So, you had a group of Iranians back in back in the day say, wait a second, this is bullshit. We have a Western country monopolizing our natural resources. Now, I'm going to stop myself right there and tell you guys this one thing for sure. I am 100% not <laughs> justifying the current state of Iranian politics. Okay? As far as I'm concerned, every one of those motherfuckers can go pack sand. Okay? Period. If you've ever met an Iranian, especially, maybe not over here. I think Iranians that come to America obviously came here for a reason. But if you've ever encountered one over yonder, you'll understand what I'm talking about. At any rate, um, at the time... I can I kind of understand you have a let, let's put it this way. How upset are you as an American right now? How upset are you as an American citizen right now to know that China and Chinese companies are buying farmland in America? Regardless of where they're buying it. Oh, it's by a, a an army base, an air force base, at this base, at that. I don't give a shit where it's at. How upset are you that China and Chinese companies are buying our farmland, whether it's farmland that we grow crops or grow animals. How upset are you because of that, right? Then you would understand why this happened. Now, I don't know that Iran was upset because they were taking their natural resources or because they were only getting 16%. I would assume it was the money issue based on current trends in that country. Um, and that's why I believe you see a lot of the angst towards the West in that country. Now, in 1941, during World War II, this is um, probably something you don't really see much in history books, but Britain and Russia invaded Iran. 
they exiled Reza Shah and put his son, Reza Pafla, um, who was friendlier in their interest, onto the throne. I don't recall reading that in the books about World War II. Why? <laughs> World War II. Germany, Japan, Italy, right? Why did Britain and Russia invade Iran to exile their leader? Right? We don't read that in the books. Conveniently enough, you didn't stumble upon that in world history. Guarantee you. Following World War II, nation nationalistic settlements were on the rise in the Middle East, most notably in Iran, and the Iranian parliament voted to nationalize the oil industry. At the same time, the public elected Mohammad Mossadegh as prime minister, causing the Abadan crisis. Britain was unable to subvert Mossadegh, so British and American intelligence agency orchestrated a coup d'etat to overthrow him and bring Raza Pavla um, back into onto the throne. By 1954, the, with, now with pro-Western leader in place, oil production started again under the control of the new cartel na um, named the Seven Sisters, uh, completely based out of the outside the Middle East. So, the I, I'm not going to go through the whole history, but essentially you get the idea. So, in early 1900s, oil was discovered. Britain said, I like that idea. And and I understand. It's not like Britain, new, uh, not the country of England or whatever, Great Britain, whatever you want to call it. They're not pumping oil. They don't, ha as far as I know, I believe they don't have oil. So, they have to go elsewhere. Right? So, um, the problem is, when this was discovered in, in Iran, in Persia, whatever you want to call it, People in the West, and by that I mean us, said, wait a second. So you mean to tell me there's oil in Iran? What's the chances that if there's oil on Iran, there's not oil in Saudi Arabia or Iraq or all the, that whole region, right? Which, come to find out, there was. So then the United States of America had to get involved, right? So... um. Although U.S. interests in the Middle East can be traced to the early years of the American Republic, the region has been a principal focus of U.S. foreign policy since World War II. World War II. What do we hear that? We just talked about that. That's when Britain and Russia invaded Iran to exile their leader so they could... Right, okay. All right. Just making sure you all remembered. Oil investments and the special U.S. relationship with Israel were the chief reasons for U.S. involvement in that area of confrontation between the U.S. and Soviet Union during Cold War. Now, real quick, World War II ended in, what, 1945? Israel became a country for Jewish population in 1948, if I remember correctly. The Balfour Declaration, you could kind of see how things are spinning Britain, the U.S. is involved in this whole situation in the Middle East, and they essentially wanted Israel to be Israel, and they wanted to protect Israel because Israel itself has no natural resources. It, and no offense to anybody that lives, is from, has family there in Israel. 
when I say the things I say, it's not about the people of Israel. It's about the IDF and about the government and about Netanyahu, period. Okay? But the country of Egypt has no useful uh, um, natural resources. But that whole area, with the exception of um, of Israel, is is Muslim, is Muslim Islamic area, and for the most part, they don't like anybody from the West, not just America, but anybody from the West, Christians, Jewish, whatever. So we kind of need that doorstep, essentially. So that's why. America is so involved in Israeli relations. It has nothing more than to do with that, essentially. A lot of people, we want to make it sound like it's a Jewish thing. And I I mean, we can have that conversation. That's a show for another day. But essentially, it's to get our foothold in the Middle East. Okay? Because there's a lot of oil over there. And the, and the problem is, is not for nothing, <laughs> you have, uh, well... Let me, let me just read on here. So, U.S. contacts in the Middle East started about 1800 in North Africa when uh, U.S. naval forces defeated the, Bar- defeated the Barbary Pirates in 1816. But most relations in the 19th century were, were educational and commercial in nature. Protestant missionaries established several schools and medical facilities and, co- and colleges in Egypt, Turkey, Syria, and Lebanon. <laughs> you heard those countries correctly. Let me read on. 1919, President Woodrow Wilson sent King Crane Commission to inquire the wishes of the Syrian and Palestinian people as to their political future in the 1920s and 1930s. U.S. oil companies invested heavily in Iran, Iraq, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, and Kuwait. During World War II, the United States participated in allied battles for North Africa and established the Persian Gulf Command to transport lend lease materials from the Gulf through Iran to the Soviet Union. By 1945, several U.S. air bases, supply depots, and transportation facilities were operating throughout the Middle East from the end of World War II until the collapse of, the, of Russia in the early 90s. A major objective of U.S. foreign policy was to prevent Soviet penetration in the Middle East when British political military commitments in the area diminished. Several Middle Eastern countries signed agreements with the United States, and the region became a recipient recipient of the greatest portion of U.S. military and economic aid. So, why? Why? Why did we want to keep Russia out? Why did we do this? Why did we do that? Why did uh, why did when British political military comp- uh, commitments in the area diminished, we stepped up and took over? Why? We, if, let me put it this way. Let me just, I'm going to just Americanize it for you, okay? If Iran, Iraq, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, if that whole region, if the Middle East region didn't produce the amount of oil it produces, okay, we could give two shits about that area, period. We could give two shits if Russia, China, whoever, whatever, whenever occupy that area, we could care fucking less. The crazy thing about that is we we in this country can produce just as much fucking oil as they can. We choose not to because I'm I'm not a scientist, so I don't know this for a fact, but it's believed that once once the oil's out, it's out. 
I don't know how true that is. If that's a is if suspicious, if that's convenient, I, I don't know. So the idea is we don't want to pump here because we don't want to waste our oil. We'd rather take it from there. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. It's put under the guides of it being a, uh, a climate situation or, or whatever. I don't think it has anything to do with anything other than control. Now, why is the name of this show Golf of Tonkin 2023? Well, because we are steadfast in a hurry to go to war with Iran. I did a show, They Want War. <laughs> go back and look at the last couple of shows I've done. I'm telling you right now, they're trying everything they can do to get the support. And, and I think I said this on one of the shows. I, I'm pretty sure I did. If I didn't, I'm going to say it again either way. But I believe, my personal opinion is that they, whoever they is, want war so much that they're trying, even, even with this Israeli, Gaza, all that October 7th stuff, there was a lot of support in this country. I think it's starting to wane. I think people are getting tired of hearing about it, quite frankly. So they're going to they're gonna constantly need something to happen to keep your interest in. But they can't keep talking about the same shit. Okay? So you have this. So I'm telling you right now, and I, I'm not wishing that this happens by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm telling you I would not be surprised if this happens. And I don't think it'll happen anytime this year. Considering there's only, you know, 20 some odd days left of this year. But don't be surprised if sometime next year, early next year, you don't see some sort of terrorist attack. Now, I'm not wishing for that to happen, and I hope to God I'm wrong. And, and I fear that they are going to have to have this happen in America. Because they're going to have to get the support. If there's a terrorist attack, God forbid, in Europe somewhere, it's going to get us angry and we're going to be like, that's bullshit. I can't believe they just attacked. God damn it. I swear to fucking God with this computer. Okay. Yeah, I'm having some serious computer issues today. I don't know what the hell the problem is, but I'm going to try and get through this as quickly as possible, guys. I'm sorry about the language. I'm sorry about the anger, but nothing pisses me off more than when fucking technology doesn't work. Anywho, um... So I'm going to have to make this quick. couple things I want to talk about. So real quick on the whole situation. I personally believe this whole situation that happened with this ship in the, in the uh, Red Sea is a way to get your interest back up. Okay, we're off of Israel a little bit, but now they're attacking us. And then something else is going to happen. Something else is going to happen. Then you're going to see a terrorist attack. Sometime, like I said, early next year, we're going to have a situation. Okay. On to the next story because I'm going to be running out of patience really quick. Okay, so on Friday, you might have heard uh, George Santos expelled from the House. So my question is why? Why was George Santos expelled? Now, mind you, I could give two shits about George Santos. To me, he seems like a lying sack of shit that fooled a lot of people to voting for him. Shock, <laughs> right? Another shocking revelation that a politician lied to the American public. Okay, <laughs> GOP Rep George Santos of New York expelled from the House in a bipartisan vote Friday with dozens of Republican colleagues joining Democrats outside of Congress. Uh, Santos has been the center of overlapping scandals since he won the election last year, faces a slew of federal charges and alleged fraud violations. Um, 
Okay, cool. Uh, I have, I personally have no problem with him being ex, ex, expelled. I, I really don't. Um, if you want to go through the list of things that he's done that um, I don't personally believe some of these have anything should have anything to do with him being kicked out because politicians lie. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but politicians lie. So he lied about his mother being a victim of 9-11. He lied about being Jewish. He lied about his grandparents surviving the Holocaust. He lied about having having employees killed in a Pulse nightclub shooting. Okay. Uh, he lied about his niece being kidnapped. He lied about where he went to high school. He lied about graduating from Brausch, Brausch whatever, college. Lied about being the star of the volleyball team. <laughs> lied about getting his master's at NYU. Lied about working Goldman Sachs. Lied about this. Lied about that. Once again, politicians lie, guys. Now, where I could see this becoming a reason why he should be uh, expelled. Um, stole money from a disabled vet whose dog was dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, indicted on two counts of wire fraud, indicted on two counts of making uh, materially false statements, indicted on this, indicted on that, da 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 Okay, cool. Once again, like I said, I have no problem with him being uh, expelled. I really don't. The fact that, uh, that he... You know, you see a lot of people making a big deal about the hundred and some odd Republicans. Why would you do that? You have such a slim margin. He's a fucking crook. (laughs) Get his ass out. But here's the problem. He ain't the only one. And for one time in my life, I actually agree with John Fetterman here. The view, and, uh, the view actually doing a little journalism. Of, uh, Menendez, I know. Um, but first, before we talk about that, what's your reaction to the exp- expulsion? Well, it's like uh, I'm not surprised, but but to me, I think the the more important picture is is that we have a colleague in, in the Senate that actually did much more sinister and, and serious kinds of things. Uh, Senator Menendez, uh, he needs to go. Um, and if you are going to expel Santos, how? Come on, goddammit. it! Can you allow to somebody like Menendez to remain in the Senate? And you know, Santos's kind of lies were almost, you know, funny. And like, you know, he, you know, landed on the the moon and that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas, <laughs> whereas, you know, I, you know, I think, you know, Menendez, I think, is really a senator for Egypt, you know, not New Jersey. Uh, okay. Um, I swear to effing God, guys, I'm gonna have to stop the show. Um, you guys, I, I'm sorry, but there's so much more I wanted to talk about, I'm, but I'm telling you right now, my computer is about to fucking go out, and I know as soon as that does, I'm going to lose everything I just recorded, and I can't have that. So, with that being said, guys, I'll continue the stuff on Santos and stuff, if I get a chance, I don't know. Um, you guys have a great day, guys, please make sure you share the show, because obviously I'm going to have to buy a new computer pretty soon, I'm going to need some help. <laughs> go to the DTOM store, uh, something. Uh, I think my laptop is about to take a big giant shit on me, and it's not even but two years old. The only thing I use this thing for is the show. So if you can understand, you can hear the frustration in my voice. I'm a little pissed off right now. I know we're only going 40 fucking minutes. I had a lot more to fucking talk about. But if I can get shit straight here, i got to have to reboot this and see what happens. But I'm going to have to stop so I can save what I've done. So anyway, you guys have a great day. Follow us on 
on uh, whatever the fuck it's called, social media. Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, True Social. And our website is DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Uh, make sure you share this with your friends and understand and let them know that I was a little pissed off and I'm not normally like this, but tough shit. I'm having a bad day because my goddamn motherfucking computer doesn't want to work. And I, owe, I have a lot more shit I want to fucking talk about, but here we are. So anyway, if I can get this shit straight, I'll fix it. If not, this will be the show. And I'll maybe come back tomorrow and do another show. So follow us, guys. Make sure you're sharing and follow the show. You guys have a terrific day. Hopefully, I get this motherfucking computer to work. And I'll talk to y'all later.